0: What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you're listening to
1: the 80s Babies podcast. And I think we got something new today, right, Yinka?
0: Yeah, brand new, man. We haven't done one of these before, but uh tribute episode.
1: Yeah, we're going to do a tribute episode. And most of what we've done when we talked about albums, a specific album we've done, you know, make it a classic, which in- implies or insinuates that we might hate the album a little bit. So someone's like, hey, you know, wow. Why don't we talk about more about albums that you all love? Right. And so we figured, well, you know, this is, it's 80s babies. We're talking mostly about albums that came out in the 90s, early 2000s, maybe late 80s, things like that. So why don't we take the time now, it's 2017, to appreciate some albums that came out in 1997. Especially... Unfortunately, we missed Life After Death uh, right. from Biggie. So maybe you know, if we're still around in five years, we'll do a twenty-five year tribute. We might
0: have to still swing around for that <laughs> one because I think
1: I might love that album as much as you
0: love this album.
1: So oh, hey, hey, Life After <laughs> Death is is uh, obviously is one of my favorites. Um, but so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna do uh, the twenty year tribute to Wu Tang Forever.
0: Wu Tang Forever, and Which... and the funny thing about Wu Tang Forever is the first time this was mentioned, I actually said, let's make Wu-Tang Forever a classic. And there's not and a fucking shit. And Outlaw almost killed me. <laughs> and so now, thankfully, I'm still here to to say that, you know, I personally didn't call it a five mic classic, but I love this album, and, and I'm definitely here to, to celebrate yeah. it. Oh, yeah, it, was, good.
1: it was, it's good to hear you say that. You almost got the <laughs> pow, 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 pow. So yeah, so this album dropped uh, June 3rd, uh, 1997. And uh, I guess we'll kind of break it down a little bit like to make it a classic. But obviously, uh, we're not going to go into like, how would we necessarily improve it? But we can talk about, you know, where we were. So For I'll sure. start off. Uh, where were you? Do you remember where you were when this album came out? Where was I? Um,
0: 1997, I fell in love with hip hop. Um,
1: I really, really became,
0: you know, an academic about hip hop in 97. Um, I was obviously a huge Bad Boy fan. We've been there. We've been down that road. Take that, take that, um, take that and then I heard Triumph Mm. Um, that was a one and Triumph was the first single I had ever heard that was 7 minutes long (laughs) and had (laughs) 8 people rapping on it and had no hook and was a single Um, it had 9 people Kappa was in jail right? no ODB was in Uh, jail ODB was in jail but he was was on the the saga continues so Kappa was in jail on the first one Uh, but Kappa was was on this one so this one had yeah, everybody maybe. on it. Kappa, Kappa, Kappa was on this album. He's on right, this right, song. right. Because the reason why they say that or said initially that he was an extended member was because in the, on the first album he was in jail. The second it, album, it, it was might have been him. He, the,
1: the, the, yeah, I'm not season. sure if it was Kappa, but yeah, I, yeah, I understand. I understand right. where, where where you're coming from. With so that, yeah. so anyway. This joint comes
0: out um, at the time. I'm like I said, just falling in love with hip hop. So I am still listening to compilations. Okay. I'm still listening to a, l- a lot of like R&B stuff and etc. So the source puts out the first version of of their you know yearly um, top 15 hip hop hits, mm-hmm. and Triumph is on that album. And I just remember being like, yo, this song is long as fuck. Everything else on there is like three minutes and 33 seconds, three verses, you know, two hooks. Like, I mean, you know, straight radio formatted songs. Right. And then you have this song, number two, Triumph. Yeah. And I remember being like, wow, like this was the the main joint, you know, that, that I, I think really like made you know wu-tang or whatever kind of more of a uh more prevalent for me because i was listening to a lot of you know music that kind of sounded similar to to itself okay um and uh so yeah i was in southern california um the locks was my favorite group okay uh you not know, a bad biggie one though. biggie was my favorite rapper That's uh, a good choice. you know all the bad boy everything the mace harlem world all of that that those are my <laughs> those are my things and uh yeah this was something that was totally different the other thing that i will say is this is one of the few records that was not pop-centric that really unified people racially um i I, am i'm from southern cali and southern cali we have gangs and we also had a lot of racial division where i came from um and I remember when Wu Tang came out with Triumph in ninety seven and this album was big. I saw a lot of skaters with the Wu Tang logo on their beanies and on their hoodies. And, you know, all the skaters became like these big Wu-Tang fans. And I would hear about Inspector Deck and I would hear about these different artists, you know, in context to skate culture, in context to biking, you know, uh BMX biking culture and et cetera. And that was something that was totally different because before you had urban culture and you had everybody else, and there was no like real cross pollinization Okay. So uh, that's where I was. Where I were you?
1: You can even still see a little bit of that today. I'll, I'll get to where I was, yeah. but I kind of want to address on that last point. Yeah. It's so interesting seeing that Wu Tang emblem. And then we're gonna call it a logo because it's my clan emblem, right? <laughs> uh, seeing that like kind of everywhere yeah. now, uh, and I don't see it all the time. But I do see a lot of white folks rocking it. And it's interesting because, you know, the Klan kind of what they represented was a lot of that 5% of nation mentality. And I'm not a 5%er. I've not read any extensive 5%er books. But from what I understand, like I'm it's just interesting to see white folks rock, you know, the 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 W like that. Like even the dude on MSNBC. Uh, I forget his name, but one of the they used to have a, a show. like with all due respect or whatever, and Rizza actually did the intro music for it, uh, oh, which wow. was dope. Yeah. Um, but on his laptop, he has a big ass W right there, and so like here you are, national TV, right? MSNBC, like you got the Wu Tang logo. Yeah. You know, every single day at six o'clock, they they're, they're no longer on MSNBC, but right. yeah, it's just kind of crazy to see folks like that like get into wu-tang so it's just like ah yeah it's funny
0: because right like it it like i feel like hip-hop went in the other way but Mm -hmm. it hadn't gone in that way before so like the other way i'm saying by um you know jay-z comes out with reasonable doubt and then everybody wants to drink cristal and, and that's the thing and um you know then tommy hilfiger and polo is out and you see these dudes wearing these yacht these yachting club jackets and you know wearing these ski you know ski goggles to the side you know Mm -hmm. that was like kind of a mid 90s thing right but so so you saw black people adopting you know preppier white culture right but now this is the other way where now you see white people adopting black culture Mm -hmm. in a very very deliberate way yeah and i don't think i really had seen that like that before wu-tang really started to become mainstream and this to me is the album where they really became mainstream enough
1: that you saw that right 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 so but where were you so where was i when the album was released or when i really got into it because it's the two different things that's a good question, but let's start when the album was released. So right, you were so looking at me was released, uh, I was in middle school. Um, yeah, I was in middle school, and I remember where I was the first time I heard the track. I was in my living room, and I think the video came on, and it <laughs> looked goofy as fuck. Dude, climbing a building yeah. and the whole nine, and the police below. And it's below. just like this drunken motherfucker talk about Wu-Tang, whoop, Wu-Tang, whoop, <laughs> and the swarm of killer bees, and the joint looks like... Yeah. It's like a slap shot editing. It's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Who are these corny ass motherfuckers? Like, I don't <laughs> care about them. I'm yeah. still listening to Bustin Rhymes, which is dope. All right. Uh, which is whatever what the fuck was on the radio. It was yeah, like, yeah. Bone Thugs had their crossroads joint, like That was 96. You know that's what but I'm saying, like that's where that's the <laughs> frame of, my, of mind right, right, crucial right. conflict. Yeah. Uh, smoking all hay in the middle of the barn, like yeah, just whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I was probably even a crisscross at the time. Like who right, the fuck knows right. I ain't no shit about music. I ain't really know shit about hip hop. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was when this album came out. That's fair. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. No. Yo, we- and it's funny that you say that, right? Again, uh, this is a tangent, but um, I remember the moment when, you know, old dirty bastard stole a mic and he goes, <laughs> you know that bad boy shit is cool
1: <laughs> but Tang is for, for the, the children, children. And what, I remember uh, being arguably like, one of the look for as much as kanye like kind of stole the show in yeah, the last yeah. like 10 years yeah. that moment is still like uh-huh. up there which is like um because old dirty bastard came out like yo i got this nice ass suit yo. i thought that we were gonna come up here and get right. the board but Yo, that bad children, boy yeah, it's cool, is cool, but Wu Tang is for the children. And if I'm Wu-tang,
0: not, if I'm not mistaken, at the time the he was uh he was on the run. He was a fugitive he of the might law. He might, live. And, might um, have been. And and I think that. he got like arrested after that. that. <laughs> but yeah, um you know so I mean that that's up there next to oh, um man. if you don't want the producer all up in the video dancing, yeah. come to Death Row. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like I remember at the, the time. He ain't got no love for Death <laughs> Row. <throat> right i remember being on there was there was very clear lines delineated Mm -hmm. in hip-hop so you know this you know me experiencing this was kind of me stepping on the other side because i was on the bad boy side and then it's like oh snap why is he coming at bad boy but then it's like but this is really different you got like nine dudes all rapping on the same track this is different what's this about so
1: right but yeah so uh it's cool that you talk about like your hip-hop education i think my my academic hip-hop education probably came in like 99 or 2000 mm. when i started getting into like the roots and then uh. i kind of went back and dug into like Rockham, um big daddy kane koji yeah. rap KRS one public enemy um mainly all new york based obviously right. but i was getting back into those legends but before that mm-hmm. the group that really brought me into hip-hop was wu-tang clan right and i told the story before i'll tell it again um i was uh in eighth grade or ninth grade mm-hmm. and my brother was um uh, he had just gotten the car right. which was this they used to call it the transformer van or like the eggmobiles is like nineteen eighty six off-white horrible Dodge <laughs> caravan shit would stall it would literally go up on two wheels if you went around a sharp turn anyway man if got, you had
0: a car in high school it didn't
1: matter right where i from <laughs> but the one thing my brother did was he managed to get a cd player uh installed in it right. and he was on the basketball team and ironically enough it was the white boys on the team that got him in the wu-tang right and so he would rock two albums he would rock 36 chambers and he would rock to Cow. Mm. and those two albums to me uh they kind of hit me like almost right away mm-hmm. because I didn't listen to them when they were released, obviously. Right, right. And so my journey through Wu-Tang started from, you know, those first two albums. Mm-hmm. And then, so obviously, you know, I got into, after after Takao, I probably got into the old the WDB, Return to the 36 Chambers. Mm-hmm. Then I got into Iron Man. Then I got into Cuban Link. And then I got into Liquid Swords. And then obviously the next one was, um, was Wu-Tang Forever. Right. And so this is probably about a year and a half after the release of Wu-Tang Forever that I kind of like finally really started to get into it okay and at the time you know my friends were kind of clowning me for it except for one um, mm-hmm. my friend Corey because he was actually into kind of into Wu-Tang as well mm-hmm. but um, you know it's interesting the album I, I liked it but I didn't love it right away there were okay. a few tracks that I really kind of liked um, Triumph, obviously being sure. one of them, and the and the you noted before the show, you're talking about how strong this album starts. Yeah, that very first track um, was uh, Wu Tang Re, uh, reunited. Reunited. Um, yeah. I actually remember when that track came on the radio. Um, Those violins, yes, are yes, just incredible, yes. iconic. We'll, we'll 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 get we'll definitely get into that when we start breaking this down. Right, but um, yeah, you know this album really, really kind of. Uh, really kind of grew on me uh, throughout mm. the time. But I remember that, you know, the source only gave it three and a half mics. Mm. And my friends were telling me, yeah, they just gave it that extra half mic out of respect for Wu-Tang Clan, but this shit is garbage. <sighs> yeah. And so I guess we should just get right into it. Like, you and I might have different opinions on this, but mm. the critical reception from me and around the way was mm. that this album was not very good.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you in that I didn't really experience this album for real as a full album until later, mm-hmm. uh 98 99 okay. frame. So, you know, maybe a little bit earlier than you, but but still not in ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, similarly, you know, I had heard the same thing. Everybody who all the skaters and everybody that was super into Woo, when this album came out, it became they became more mainstream, but the people who were heads weren't really super excited about this album. They felt like RZA had somehow Compromised the sound Mm -hmm. It sounded too clean To them To be a Wu-Tang album Okay Um, But the one thing That I do really remember About this And this is a tangent Is I bought the CD It was a double disc And I remember Putting it into my computer At the time Right And it had this thing where like you could go through these different rooms of the wu-tang house and then like you could learn different things about wu-tang and i remember that being something that
1: was super futuristic at the time it was really cool (laughs) yeah looking back on it it was just like yo like i could have done a better job (laughs) developing whatever it is that they tried to do here.
0: yeah yeah and it actually reminds me um it's funny to draw this parallel but rihanna the rollout of rihanna's last album Okay. Um, they tried to do this huge digital thing where essentially every week or something like that, you know, Rihanna's in this house and then like every week they roll out like a different room in the house and you can go there and you mm. can interact with the room. The shit was a horrible rollout and actually people, people still to this day now talk about how Anti was a much better album than the rollout and the rollout is one of the wor- most botched rollouts of a major <laughs> mainstream pop release okay. like ever. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this album at the time was, you know, was supposed to be a big deal. And I think they tried yeah. to really go above and beyond with features like that on their album, which were not commonplace at the time. Right.
1: And and I think that actually uh, because it was such a big deal is probably why it sold so well. Yeah. This album, I think officially is listed as is going four times platinum but that's because it's a double disc so yeah. really in terms of purchases it was is double platinum mm-hmm. but it's still i think the most commercially successful album and yet i don't think it is as uh critically acclaimed probably as enter the 36 chambers mm-hmm. but we are still giving a tribute to this album because i personally think that it is a classic and mm-hmm. i think that this is an album that although it wasn't um, at least the source, at least like hip hop heads, mm-hmm. didn't necessarily uh, praise this album when mm-hmm. it was released. Other musical publications did, mm-hmm. and I think that the hip hop community eventually has caught up to it. I agree. Uh, I'd say hindsight is twenty twenty. there, but there, are, there are numerous publications, uh, and I'm I'm not going to go through and list them. But if you guys care enough, you can go back and do the research on your own. The all cite that like look, this was not an instant classic when it was released, but in retrospect, like this this album has been labeled a retrospective classic because it really was just that
0: good yeah it was a very very good piece of music i think it's very easy to discount things that are double discs for for the this yeah. simple fact that there are double discs and once again i will say that like i mean you know it's a double disc yo, like
1: it's it to me there there is only one wasted track on here hmm yes there's only one there, there there's there's a couple like all right you've got you've got your intros in there okay right which isn't necessarily a piece of music but given what this album was about it was right. absolutely like necessary
0: so if you don't mind me asking what was the wasted track
1: uh you got black shampoo thank you i'm glad you said here's that, the thing though because that needed to go here's the thing though the track itself the Ooh. beat actually isn't that bad right and the this the 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 content of the song isn't all that bad either i think the idea of giving you god a solo song ever is just a bad idea and and, and this is this is how this is how these wu-tang albums work right like over time every artist is supposed to get a solo track Mm. um i haven't listened to the last couple wu-tang albums just because again i'm not really into hip-hop as much anymore but i'm not sure if master killer ever got a solo track but on the first Mm. album obviously the solo track went to Method man on this mm-hmm. album, the solo tracks went to "Inspect the Deck" for uh, "Just Enough for the City," and then went to "You God" for uh, "Black Shampoo." Yeah. Um, there Lots. might be some solo tracks elsewhere on on some other albums. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's it's one per album. I think it's you know, but it's it's yeah, like essentially on if they're gonna have a solo, if they're gonna have a solo track. Like mm-hmm. they're not gonna like Met the Man probably won't get another solo track on a Wu Tang album. It'll yeah. be to an artist who hasn't yeah. had one yet. But uh, in general, um, I'm not sure if we're going to do like highlights or lowlights, mm-hmm. but in general, like for the Wu-Tang Clan, uh, God is a giant, uh, he's a giant anchor for the group. Yeah. He's a lowlight in general. Yeah. He's got but, one yo, um, good verse, maybe two yeah. good one, verses.
0: Raw, I'm going to give it to you with no trivia. trivia raw, I like cocaine, 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 straight from, from Bolivia. Bolivia. And then maybe um, the joint on Ghost Faces album.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, Put a one rough rider head, on my say. dick just fuck do it. The <laughs> Insert head. the party line, <laughs> <laughs> total line, bottle dance from Bahamas. The uh,
1: the the shay yeah. shay la ghost, even though he is, said uh,
0: slim doo doo makers, which I was like, fam, slim doo doo makers,
1: stuck I have pajamas whatever he wow. was saying. Yeah, but that, first on that so one
0: though. and a half. He's you're
1: right, he's, he's right. got one and a half. Uh, it's it's, it's it's so funny though, because that one verse on uh, the mystery of checks boxing really oh carried God. you, God, for about five or six years and it was I think it was after this album and definitely with the release of uh, the W Mm -hmm. when people were like yo you got his trash yeah
0: you're right I think he kind of hid behind he has one of the dopest voices in the clan in my
1: opinion Uh, voice is really really dope Uh, from from what Um, I understand uh, ladies actually when the W was released there mm -hmm. were a lot of uh, a lot of my um, Mm homegirls whatever girls in high school who were just like yo? I never realized how cute you God was, and I'm just um, like yo, you God is garbage. But yeah. it doesn't matter anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean it's weird. I didn't. I don't think I noticed you God was trash until maybe this album. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, that you're right. Like he that verse, you know, the chess boxing verse, like carried him for yeah years. It carried
1: him for a really, really, really yeah. long time because it is dope. Especially, oh, that's like, way it comes in like the way. Yeah. The beat comes, Oh, I'ma give it to you. I like trivia. I mean, like Cook like came straight from Bolivia.
0: Like with his talent level, yeah, that is his I bomb atomically Socrates philosophies and hypotheses. You like, think that's you think that's, that's like
1: best verse? Because I don't.
0: It's, it's up there but it So best. deck was like My favorite rapper At a point in time Oh he so, was mine I mean, too He was, he so, was I mean mine as well I think it's one of his Top three verses For sure Okay Um, That's I fine. would say I leave scientists Mentally, mentally scarred triple, triple extra, extra laws Raw like, like rock, rock stars Who smash, smash guitars My boys
1: and, might be and yeah. From the gods Plus O's in your Mirage. And if y'all don't know Catch it's guitars, shake down Like the Ruin like ancient
0: roll. I spare the universe to return the earth, to claim my throne, to, to, make, my throne to make a owner, plus so controller. controller. I get told the rest of the sky. To the clouds, my sofa. sofa. So Woo. if y'all don't know, we're talking about Above the Clouds by uh Gangstar. Yes. And um I think that's uh that verse that uh that, Inspector that, Deck that had might, on be, there his might be his best. But um but I think I
1: bomb atomically is easily in his top three. It's is his without a doubt, it's his most recognizable. In yes. fact, uh I bomb atomic Obamatomically is one of the most recognizable phrases or stanzas mm-hmm. or whatever I think in hip hop, yeah. uh, just history. Just yeah, I was
0: I was listening to um an interview about Wu Tang from Method Man, mm-hmm. and he the way he described that verse is one of the illest ever. But essentially, what he was saying was he was like he goes um, every once in a while you get a dude like Jordan who can just like jump from the free throw line and dunk the basketball. Right. He was like, for most people, you know, when they dunk, they kind of have to like run up, they lead up and then they come off their foot and they dunk a basketball. Mm -hmm. He was like, and every once in a while, you get somebody that's so athletic that they can just jump off two feet from the free throw (laughs) line and dunk the ball. He said, that's deck on that verse. like. He didn't have to
1: warm up, nothing.
0: like it's he not just that verse, He yo. just jumps, and he's just there. But the um, thing it's
1: not just that verse. Like, what was what was the clan's first hit? Protection protect your neck. neck. And he a killed Smoke it. on the mic like, like it, smoke it, it, smoking it Joe Frazier, the, the Hellraiser. raise hell, hell with, with the, the flavor. flavor. Terrorize the jam like troops to Pakistan. Swing it through your town like your neighborhood's Spider-Man. Like, right. oh, my God. Y'all not need to hear us rap. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember
0: hearing him say leaving mics with a cast. Right on that album and being like yo this guy is on some different i crystallized the rhymes and you can, you can sniff, sniff it. it What? like what exactly what? yo nah i mean actually let, let's just go into that yo deck was so fucking good on this album deck and meth but we'll talk about deck first <clears throat> yeah
1: so deck was incredible on this album um and it, it you know what i think that that's one of one of the brilliant things about this album is mm. how um, RZA was able to kind of balance everybody. I agree because, wholeheartedly. Because deck, this album really, I think, are the highlights for 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 Deck and and Method Man. But the mm. way that they shine so brilliantly, and it's on crazy album.
0: that you say that because I agree with you in that like protect your neck and like the three, 36 chambers like right. Deck is actually be- uh, to me better Deck than than Deck okay. here. He was on
1: Cream a lot um, as well.
0: Yeah, but but I feel like he's still featured here in a way that he's highlighted right. but then you get you know mgm and you get shit where you get yeah. to see ray and ghost together which that's what <gasps> which everybody wants good. to see right which like is always good and then you get meth and he's featured yeah. and then you get dirty and dirty gets to wild out and do yeah, his yeah, dirty yeah. thing like oh my god everybody shit. is everybody is it's a perfect balance where you really get to see everybody and you get to see you god and how
1: bad he sucks <laughs> on, on black shampoo like so 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 just to <laughs> close out black shampoo i think that had you had had you had like meth on there and or like even like Ghostface. Whatever. They should have just
0: gave Dirty that song, man. Well,
1: I mean Dirty was in jail at the time. Yeah. So I just think that
0: like with the subject matter of what the song was about and the beat, like, I feel like Dirty could have, you know, taken it somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you god is just such a like just basic.
1: MC. So so we agree, not only is you god the low light of the group, but he's the low light of this album. And aside yeah. from that though, <laughs> You know, and aside, really aside from that one song, mm-hmm. he doesn't really drag any other, like he doesn't drag Triumph. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know what's wild? When I first
0: heard Triumph, Master Killer dragged Triumph for me. And okay. it took me a long time to get into Master Killer's sound, it Yo. sounded like a guy that was bored and didn't want to be there. But some of the stuff that he said on that verse is so
1: real. Master Killer is dope as fuck on this album. I don't yeah. care what no one says. Yeah,
0: I mean stylistically, Styrical. I think stylistically he might be the weakest
1: member of the clan. But, you, but um, when you think about how he balances the rest of the clan, like yeah. some of what he says, he he's not as talented as say like a jizza or a meth right. right but he sacrifices rhyme and structure to get his point across I which i appreciate yes, I and the only other rapper that i've really heard do that well is sadat x oh, um so, i actually think though sadat x has a much more interesting voice and oh he delivery. does but but sadat yeah. x will definitely sacrifice rhyme and structure to just say something um yeah. substantial. Yeah. And I think that Master Killer does that as well mm-hmm. in the sense that like okay in terms of like just putting on the beat and and letting Master Killer do his thing, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna like bob your head the way you will to like a ghost face or yeah, to never. meth obviously right?
0: I honestly I did not gain respect for Master Killer until That's I heard so- No Said Date. No Said Date. Um, dope. I heard dope No joke. Said Date and actually it was E uh, yeah. our homeboy Ibrahimah. Who who told me he's like yo you gotta listen to this you know solo album by Master Killer I'm like I'm gonna listen to a whole album of Master Killer Man nah dope. dog not he interested like Wu Tang is dope um and then he played it for me and I was like this shit is great right and then I went back and again listened to all of all of this because I had appreciation for his verses but again I was just like this guy shouldn't be a rapper he should be like some spoken, spoken word. word person it, that it's I, true though but you know the yeah. thing is it
1: the way he the way he delivers his lyrics. There's no wasted bars, though. Yeah. Um, which is something that I appreciate. And he's like, he's always consistent with who he is. So I don't know. I, I, Yo, like, I like the Master Dumb i like mostly intrigued her. by the drum. Yeah. is one of the
0: realest bars on this oh, yeah. whole album. It is, though. Every single yeah. time I hear it, it's like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. He's right and the other thing is I'm looking right here and I'm remembering the fact that Street Life is on this album and I yes. didn't remember it so that is just great yeah. sequencing by RZA yeah. to be able to ghost a
1: Street Life verse yeah. and it doesn't make me turn the album so on. one of the other lowlights on this album is the fact that Street Life is on a verse when it should go to Kappa and Kappa's right. not on here enough I want to say Kappa's yeah. on here three times uh, he's on here with uh, Triumph uh, Little Ghetto Boys and I want to say he's he's got a track a track or two on the first disc, but he should be. So on if I remember
0: correctly, Capadonna came home when they were recording this album. Is that right? So I don't think he was there for the entire recording of it. um yeah. And that's the reason why he supposedly wasn't in the original. You know, which uh, he should have been. It should not
1: have gone to you guys. Oh, Cap. But um, Kappa. But
0: yeah, it's funny. I didn't love cap at this point
1: in time. No, at, at this um, time, no. Yeah, no. Nah. At this time, um, no.
0: Yeah, and then I heard, you know, milk this cow or records <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I became a huge Kappa fan but that's uh, something totally different. So um I guess we can uh, th- so those are my low lights. Do you have any
1: right. other low lights?
0: Um again I think this is too long. Um I want to say so. I, there's I, I a specific song. Discs. So I felt as though Visions slowed the momentum of the first the first disc.
1: Um and I felt like I didn't need Maria. Uh I like Maria, that's the joint that's got, um, I think it's got, uh, yeah, ODB, Kappa. Yeah, I like yeah, that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. It was just. Bust like, it yeah. though, baby. Bust
0: it. I think that's Old Dirty B. Oh, yeah. You know what's crazy though? I remember the first time I heard Impossible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, this is incredible. The drums are incredible. Yeah. The sample is incredible. Uh, the taquita, the singer yeah, yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. is incredible. Everything yeah. was incredible about it. And then I heard Ghost Verse. Uh huh and I was like okay everybody else is rapping about how it's and impossible he's got- to defeat the gods and this thing is talking about yeah. this guy to get shot and I'm like that's always that's
1: fuck? that's always bothered me and yet it's still but considered yet it's a, a quintet- great verse though yeah. it is a great verse and it's considered it just- one of their greatest songs but it's always bothered me that that verse didn't really yeah, belong on the track it didn't
0: belong on the song and then at the end um, I forget who it was that talks at the end and explains what he's we're, actually we're talking about I think it was say, Raekwon yeah. right Yeah, who says like oh yeah what he's trying to say about telling you that story is X Y R&Z and it's like, well,
1: Wait, why, really why did that happen?
0: But I, I, I still love that song.
1: So. Visions though, um, I love that track. Uh, I think it's produced by Deck, and it starts off with meth, um, apocalypse now. Mind over matter next, better be the cat. I just I love think that
0: the production on For Heaven's Sake and the production on Scary Hours, it's yeah. like, like I mean, it's like you're you're banging your head into the wall. Like this shit is incredible shit. And then Visions is like, uh, eh. that's and it's like the, the first two are beats are just so hard that it slows the momentum down I would take that record out and then bring <mumbles> it as high as Wu-Tang Get... wow, cause that beat bumps yo that crazy
1: dog but you know it's not just the first two beats wait so are you talking about Scary Hours or are you also talking about the Reunited joint Oh, oh, three yeah, first that.
0: three. My bad. Reunited for heaven's sake, and Scary Hours back to back. Those three beats are incredible. So here's those the three deal. Songs
1: are here's incredible. the deal with um, Reunited, right? Actually, I think before I heard Triumph, I heard uh, this track Reunited was actually oh, you heard they played it, first? it on the radio. Oh wow, yeah, that's and local. I, this is this was a WPGC right like yeah, DC, yeah. and I didn't know. I think i'd heard the name wu Tang clip but like i didn't know anything about them right all i knew was that this song with this amazing string arrangement mm-hmm. was on the radio and i never heard it again mm-hmm. on the radio mm-hmm. and then you know a year and a half later two years later whatever i buy this album and then the That's second wrong. track comes on you can understand the amount of dopamine that rushed yeah, through my entire like, body I-, I was high on this song for like yeah. a good whatever, 30 minutes and this is, playing this track
0: Reunited on And this on is back when that happened, right? Like, I think a lot of people who now listen to hip-hop don't understand what that was like, where you would be listening to a mix show mm-hmm. and you would hear a random song in a mix that's a two hours long right and you'd be like yo what is that song what, what is, is it called what where what is who's it, it by yeah. and you would have to like ask around and try to figure it out you and you might it. not figure it out you may not find and it and then like you when said, you do a year later you might listen to something and be like this oh is my a song God, yes yeah. and you just go you it's just, a just a go nuts feeling. like my
1: entire body right. like, i had the chills like <laughs> this song was just so amazing and the thing is yeah um one of the reasons why this album is so great is because mm-hmm. like, you know, I think as, as far as like pure hip hop is concerned, I don't mind the, the, the argument that, you know, uh, Enter the 36 Chambers is Wu-Tang Clan's like best collaborative like group album. I don't mind that argument, mm-hmm. but it's really, really raw. And um, yeah. so is Liquid Swords. Yeah. Liquid Swords is wrong, but I agree. But without Liquid Swords, I don't think that this album album happens because that album, what what RZA was doing with the string arrangements and with the synths, mm. um, and how he was you know becoming more digital or digitized, with rather, right. um, and how he polished this sound to create mm. this piece of music, yeah. um, is really really incredible. And if you go mm-hmm. back and listen to Re- Reunited, it's just even now like listening to it like with the bass and with yeah. and with the with the vocals on it and you know the
0: It's crazy awesome. like crazy like okay, okay. you know RZA I mean you know a lot of people talk about Kanye and mm. a lot of folks in that canon but there was something very unique about what RZA did in that like um, he made records that people universally loved and enjoyed but the aesthetic is not is not a radio aesthetic it's not it's not it's not an aesthetic for for consumption for mm-hmm. common consumption and i was going back earlier today i was telling you i was listening to the album and i was like wow the start of this album is just one of the strongest starts period but um i was listening to for heaven's sake which i've always yes. loved and i love that yes. sample there's parts where the the sample the chop is off yeah and so like The sample is still going, but it's kind of behind the beat. Mm -hmm. But it it still works somehow. It's and it's it's almost like like what type of shit do you have to be
1: on to create something? I really don't know because you know I'm trying to think if there were other producers at the time that that could really almost throw something or craft something the way he did on For Heaven's Sake. For Heaven's Sake is a masterpiece of production, Mm -hmm. and even it's something that if you go back and listen to you, even if you know you're listening Who like well I don't you know this doesn't really appeal to me fine I don't I don't really give a fuck what you think <laughs> this uh, this that track like this yeah. oh my god it's just so amazing it's and incredible. it was one of the most well executed examples of the whole chipmunk thing right the yeah. whole speeding up of the soul sample yeah. uh, and then he he speeds it up and even distorts it and like he takes it to like another a different octave and, and, then it's and like, he he does things that musically should not make sense that's
0: the thing right it, it it's almost
1: all, like and the first time I heard it Right,
0: if I if I really take it back. Bring the ruckus, mm-hmm. right? By by Wu Tang. Um ruckus. the snaps weren't all on beat. hmm and it wasn't o- off beat on beat like the way dilla is right where it's like dilla kind of puts he'll put he'll stack stuff that's not exactly correct right but then he'll he'll carry that stack across the track mm-hmm. the way this sounded was like somebody was halfway paying attention and they were snapping their fingers and so they like got offbeat beat a little bit but yeah. then on beat sometimes so like the like the snaps are like it was just it's something totally different but it's still hot right and i feel like Riza was the master of
1: that yeah and uh and yeah that track especially so yeah. going going on to the scary hours or cash still rules Oh, um, money visions, hours I, I i like visions i can understand if, if you yeah. don't but i i like no, that track. scary hours is incredible too. yeah no it is it is um yeah. one of the tracks that i didn't necessarily appreciate when i first heard it um but I really like it now. Is Older Gods? Yeah, uh, that's the joint with Jizza, Ghostface. Yeah. It and, sounded
0: uh, a little preachy to me when I first it, heard it, it
1: but it, I agree now. Th- the reason why yeah. I like it though is because look, I'm not I'm not a five percenter, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like I can still respect someone else like coming from that vantage point and there's a lot of that stuff on here we but Um, we i think
0: we need a lot more stuff like that i mean we've talked about this and then you know not to get too too preachy or whatever but like you know i talk about a lot about how you know i feel like it to some degree is the responsibility of the gatekeepers of hip-hop right to maintain the integrity of what hip-hop is supposed to be Mm -hmm. and uh similarly you know these people these people are saying yo in our community we need to like not just not celebrate dumb shit like we should try to you know like celebrate and and applaud the things that are going to build our community which is what right. the song is about so i really appreciate it a lot more now as an older person i think than i did when it when I, I first heard it so can we talk about how great it's yours is real
1: quick okay let's do that yo like i i um and there's a video for this
0: is there yeah it's there I've seen it.
1: they had they had two videos they had triumph and then they had it's yours like, <laughs> it's like they're in a club or whatever this is one of those
0: um this is one of those songs that uh features RZA as an MC mm-hmm. that I, I enjoy Riza okay. a lot on I don't know if you want to talk about what other things that stand out to you about this record
1: uh verse. this is the one where he says I crystallize around so you mm, can sniff, sniff it, it. Oh. which is which is one of like that verse in general nah. is dope but like when we talked about before we talked about like kendrick and i said Mm -hmm. like you know it doesn't have wordplay like things like that Mm -hmm. saying things like that where it's just like Uh, you know a damn 10 year old can understand it but with anybody like 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 thinking to say something like that it's like you know what it means but it's just like at the time like i'm writing lyrics and i'm just like in awe like wow right even like like
0: leaving mics with a cast right? right it's like that means that the mic would have a bone structure of a human, like, <laughs> like the things like that are just like wow. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel you. I agree wholeheartedly. But this is a time frame when I was fast forwarding through Wu Tang songs to try to find deck verses. So, oh, like, okay. All right. so I, like, I respect that by the way. <laughs> so I so I go. I, that goes with saying like this is a time frame where. Any Method Man or Inspected Deck verse on this album, mm-hmm. just assume that I fucking love it.
1: Oh, and let's talk about everybody good. else. Right? They're all good, <laughs> right? They're all good. And and you know what? Um, talking about like, um, so right now, what what we do when we record, we we usually have the wiki up on screen, and right, right now it can, it it says like how everything is broken down. Right, first right. verse, second verse, little chorus, whatever. What I love about what Riza does is that Riza doesn't break things up the way normal hip hop songs are structured. Right. Normal hip hop songs, you might have an intro, then you have your 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 verse, hook, verse, hook, maybe a bridge in there. Like Riza right, right. just there's no rhyme or reason. Like there's no <laughs> two tracks are built the same. It's just like yo this is how the song needs it's all feeling and 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 that's
0: the same with you know back to what we were talking about on for heaven's sake and some of Mm -hmm. these other productions of his you can tell it's all feeling he's not there's no like exact set way that he's doing this he's making shit that he thinks sounds dope and it just does Did, did you want to
1: talk anything more specific about it's yours
0: it's just dope like the the beat is crazy it's it's a good song Um, on a good album you know we get another story from Ghostface about watermelon chunks and the whole nine (laughs) uh you know it's just a really really good Wu-Tang
1: song with a RZA beat and we get a RZA verse on there so so let's so uh let me ask you some questions here Mm uh so do you you don't think this album should be a double disc because I think it needs to be it's a good question and and let me let me Um, ask you a, a different one which disc do you think is better first okay um do, I do you disagree I disagree hmm. but it's not because I don't love the, the first the start disc. of this album is just so strong Yo, that the, I mean both discs are dope yeah. but I think this too
0: uh-huh. has oh, this two, two does not have a three song run that's as strong as reunited for heaven's sake and scary hours
1: uh i go down let me go down to the track list i think i'm going to disagree yeah i disagree so what is the three song uh, run all right um the city projects bells of war mgm dog shit duck season isn't that strong i uh-huh. like the track Mm. But then followed it up by Hell's, Wind Hell's staff. Hell's Stuff is crazy. Yeah, uh, that's when Deck says, um, "Alone in my level, heated up past the boiling point of metal, mm-hmm. like living legend, veteran, no, to set trends. Yo, I can go through yeah. these deck verses. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, I, I,
0: I, would disagree with you. I think the first, the first disc is better to uh-huh. me. Um, that's fine. I don't mind that you disagree. Yeah. I don't think this is wrong. Answer but I, to that, but corporate. I, th- yeah, I think that this album is is just an incredible. But album. you know what I mean. though,
1: this too has. Old Dirty Bastard's best song ever Dog shit You think that's his best? Yo, uh, call me a dog, but leave a dog alone Nothing can stop me from burying my bones In the backyard of someone else's house Old Dirt Dog, while I'm not dogged out Here comes Rover sniffing at your ass Pardon me, dog, as I shit on your grass That means, ho, you been shitted on? I'm not the first dog that shitted on your lawn Like, that, I don't know, that verse is dope Followed with the hook He says, oh, he, hey <laughs> like yo i'm sorry that shit is fire i might have to cut that out that was a little too long but i don't care yo that that dog shit yeah that's not my favorite
0: that's not my favorite odb performance but but i I mean i'm not gonna say that it's not dope i mean you also on the second disc you get the mgm and you get ghost produced by by the true master the dopest the dopest
1: wu-tang affiliated producer i agree with 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 the smallest single disc production like catalog, catalog ever yeah. yet every single joint of them is, is like yeah it's like you have to rate like a seven or higher like i true agree master like so with dope. fourth
0: disciple you'll have some joints that you're like eh, yeah. true, true master, master. yo Everything this is, is yo beautiful.
1: let me tell you let me tell you after i really figured out who true, true master was anytime mm-hmm. there was a wu-tang affiliated album that came out like i'm going through and i'm like oh, okay what track the RZA produce? Oh, he produced this. What track the True Master produced? I'm listening to these cuts first, right? Because right. I know that they're going to teach yeah. me something about music that I didn't know before I heard these tracks. Right yeah
0: you're right this is definitely the time frame when i was like i was studying music so much that mm-hmm. i was like looking for specific things and isolating them i wasn't just listening to albums it
1: just yeah yo true, like straight up. let me I, got, I gotta i gotta just say something about my my, my appreciation for true master real quick mm-hmm. um Well, almost maybe 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, I made this tribute album to Ghostface Killer. You remember? Yeah, I remember. I think it was kind of like The Legend of Iron Man or Legend of Tony Starks or something like that. And in that, I kind of like mixed tracks together. And I put my own beats on some of them. And then I would mix in like the samples with the original. I don't know. This is a project for me. I finished it, which was great because finishing projects, no matter what they are, is always difficult to do. It is. But one of the things that I set out to do was to try to reconstruct True Master's beat from uh iron man which was fish right which yo, fish even is crazy. yo let me tell you even knowing what the sample of that track was right. it took me five minutes uh, five five listen throughs to listen to the original otis redding uh version of the track which was um what's the what's the sam cook born on a river uh what's the name of that track a born by the river his his greatest um uh uh Change is going to come. come. Yeah. Otis Redding has a version of Change is going to come. And that's a sample for Fish on True Master. And even listening to that joint, it took me like five listens through to really figure out, to What's even on. like hear the sample. That's how <laughs> well constructed and chopped up yeah. that Fish is uh, from True Master. Anyway, yeah. that's my that's my Nah, intent. it's
0: wild that you say that because it's always, it's always funny looking at, you know, like the folks that teach other people how to do something mm-hmm. and then how everybody's different so they kind of extrapolate what they learn and they they turn it into something different right Um, so I mean you'll hear a lot of um, a lot of stories in hip-hop like producers will be like yeah this person bought me my first drum machine or they taught me how to make beats and their beats will sound like this and that person's beats will sound like that so I mean not to say that the two of the beats sound that much different but um, it's really dope what true master has like accomplished in his short discography
1: so let me ask you something else. You don't necessarily think this is a classic, though, even though you think no. it's something we should pay tribute to. But you don't yeah. see it as a classic. I do. Yeah. How briefly, if you can, how would you make it a classic? How would I make it a classic? Yeah. I would eliminate a, a handful
0: of cuts that you probably wouldn't agree with me.
1: Let's um, go through them. I just, you, I'm just curious. Do you really want to do that on a tribute episode? No. Though? You, you could do it quickly. You don't have to talk about why. I just wanna, I just wanna right. know um, what they are.
0: All right, quick, fast, and in a hurry. I don't need Visions. I need it. Um, let's see. Uh, I really could do without severe punishment. I but could okay. as well. I like yeah. it, but I don't need it. Yeah, I, w- I would probably cut Maria. I need it. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I could leave it better tomorrow. It's yours It's definitely there. Um, Little Ghetto Boys, right? Um, I like that track. Little Ghetto Boys came out after Little Ghetto Boy by Dr. Dre mm-hmm. and with Snoop and all up, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't need Wu-Tang's East Coast take on a, a song that's a West Coast classic. That's fine. But that's fine. Um, I like it, though. Deadly Melody, I'm Leaving. Uh, oh, good. I thought you said you were
1: going to cut it. Oh, cut. yeah.
0: The City, I'm Leaving. <laughs> the projects, I'm leaving just because I'm happy that Shaheem's back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But hold on. We got to talk about the projects on there. Um This the, the combination of Rain Ghost mm-hmm. is is like quintessential Wu-Tang yeah agreed when you throw a method man onto that combination yeah it's like have it's you heard the better me- have you heard the meth ghost rate no the, the Wu massacre I need to I've heard like a, a track here or there mm-hmm. I just I haven't been able to like really set time to because if I had on a it. CD it's, it's a short it's a short album it's like I need to I don't know 11 cuts to. or something like that. I need to yeah. but uh all three of their verses on here um, Ghostface is like Without a doubt The most vulgar Hardcore MC <laughs> A lot of people think That Old Dirty Bastard In the Wu-Tang Is like the most vulgar It's not even close It's Ghostface By a wide margin right. um, And this On this track He shows you why right. But um Man is joined on this. I think he's like I think this one's like Sign of the Times, Conspiracy, The Overthrow of the Mind Behind Every Fortune is a Crime. I think that's this verse. His verse on this, on this might actually be, not only is it, in my opinion, one of the best verses on this album, I think it might actually be one of his best verses. Mm -hmm. And people aren't people don't really like if you talk about like, like, what's Method Man's best verse, I don't think that people would really think about this one, but projects yeah. and just all the lyrics on here are just are really good. Yeah, it's so, wild. So um, I need to um, keep this track. I, feel I love you. This yeah, track. no, I agree well, well,
0: from the perspective of what you're saying. And also to add to that, we talked a little bit on the, uh, on one of the early podcasts about how, you know, there was a period of time where people was like, is Method Man whack? You know, yeah, Method Man put out multiple albums. It that was after did, his did second album. Like. But, um, this time frame is like peak method man and literally
1: everything he was dropping
0: every verse was incredible if and um
1: there was ever a time when you were like me and you thought that method man was the greatest rapper alive (laughs) which i did and i I was wrong i was wrong all right but if you did and and you listened to this album and as a result of that that's what you thought I you know I I empathize because I don't think that you were wrong for thinking it yeah. at the time. He's that yeah. good on this album.
0: I remember around the time of this album, RZA did a, an interview, and he was saying um, he was like, you know, Method Man is is such a big personality, he's so charismatic that people don't realize how ill of an MC is. Yes. Yeah, and um, the the stuff that he's putting out at this time frame is like you're like, yo, he is really, really, really dope. Okay. I mean, everything he was putting out was crazy. So so what um, else
1: could you cut on here?
0: Um, we already yeah. know you're
1: going to cut Black Shampoo, but before yeah, that... Yeah,
0: Black Shampoo is out of there.
1: You're, you're obviously leaving um, Bells of War, MGM, Dog Shit. You're obviously leaving those. I may... I don't even necessarily need Duck Season.
0: Um, I can see you cutting that. And then everything, you know, like everything below Black Shampoo, I don't need.
1: Those five, but those tracks aren't like... Yeah. First, okay so first of all for the record like the the wikipedia we're seeing right now has, has sun shower which was yeah, not on like the the u.s release and it's got a remix to projects which isn't on there either so really right. after black shampoo you've got the second coming which is just kind of like a closing out yeah. of the album so uh, yeah like, they, they don't, they don't right. like detract from the listening experience of the album in my opinion uh-huh. you know what i mean because yeah. those aren't like they're not there to actually be like Wu Tang catalog songs, they're right. just you know to there to kind of complete but, his masterpiece. But what music. we're saying is, you know, I'm on an
0: 18 track album. I'm good with cutting at least four tracks, which which okay. would make it a more concise album. I think I sp- you know, I, I think that's the sweet spot. Like if if it's 14 cuts, that's that's a good solid album.
1: I um, I need I need uh, every track on here except for Black Shampoo. Yeah. Um, but that's me. Yeah. So uh, so let me ask you this. Right. Um you but you you definitely recognize that and it is a re- considered a retrospective classic right
0: yeah i mean that's the, fair the, you know that there, right. there's there's a lot of records that are considered both classics and retrospective classics that aren't perfect albums right. i'm not saying that sure. I, I don't think it's a great album
1: so my question to you is uh-huh. um what do you what in your opinion why do you think that people have gone back to kind of relabel it that you know, because um, it, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. at least amongst the hip hop community I really don't think it was that well received I think a lot of people saw this d- right. disappointment I think, and now they go back and listen to it I and they're think, like yo it's dope I
0: think when you have something that is as good as this is as a piece of music And as different as it was when it came out, because not only did it not sound like other albums that were out, Mm -hmm. it also didn't sound like other Wu Tang albums that were out. Like they changed their sound and they, they, you know, evolved. Um, It takes time for you know, especially in in an era where you know. People are putting down these, they're getting an advanced copy and they're listening a couple times and Mm -hmm. they're putting down these, these, you know, reviews. It's very difficult to listen to something that doesn't sound like anything you've heard before and then say this is good or bad. Is it different because... It's, you know it's trash and people aren't making music like that because they they shouldn't because they wouldn't mm-hmm. or is it something that sounds so different just because it's new to your ears and you need to condition your ears to what you're listening to
1: which, and i think which it seems like really it was wouldn't. the latter right in no the, I, I agree situation. with that that's what that was, yeah. when i was talking about like albums kind of growing on me mm-hmm. I, I think that Riza really if i had to pinpoint one musician who taught me the who is the most influential in terms of teaching me about music? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think without a doubt it would be the RZA. Yeah. I have I have two points in response to what you were saying. Okay. The first is uh, I, w- I want to talk about RZA for a little bit, and the reason why he is in my elite tier of producers because mm-hmm. when you go through his like singles discography production mm-hmm. of of you know other artists who featured RZA and the production, it's actually not all that stellar. Yeah. Um. Like if you go through Premier or or Timberland or mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. they've made beats. For other artists, like that have become singles and they've been great songs. Mm-hmm. RZA really only has he's one, got Biggie, which is which is the uh, um uh, ki- uh, long kiss, Goodnight, Right. Which is before I even knew it was a RZA track was actually probably one of my favorite beats on that Life After yeah. Death album. That track is amazing. It's the yeah. Al Green sample. Um, is dope. Yeah. But you know, and so I think that if you were going to make an argument as to why RZA, why I overrate RZA, that would be a great reason why. However. When it comes to actually making music for the clan, one of the things that I think that RZA really did well is one, for me personally, he conditioned me to actually understand what music was, like actually listen to music. That's just for me personally. But if you go through something that you said, this album sounded so different from not just what other hip hop artists were doing, but what Wu-Tang was doing, Mm -hmm. is that all of the albums that came out before this, they all sound really, really different from each other, yet, you can all tell they're produced by the same person, which right. is a really, I think, difficult thing to do. Yeah, like Ghostface Killers Iron Man is so like soulful, mm-hmm. um, and it's got this kind of like ghetto hood, like urban throwback feel to it. Right. Just a liquid swords. It's got this digital futuristic yeah. string sound thing. Right. Um, uh, Cuban Link has got the whole mafioso mm-hmm. Colombian kind of vibe to it. It's just you know, and then um um you know return to the 36 chambers is like a like a, a more raw gutterized version of 36 chambers and then you know to cow is like the deepest darkest like sub level album hip-hop album like i've heard like so they all sound really really different um and to me you know those are some of the reasons why i think risa is the greatest or one of the greatest but going back to one of the other points I wanted to make as to why I think that people didn't necessarily appreciate this album when it came out is because at the time, hip hop albums I think were still supposed to be hot. Mm. You know what I mean? Because Illmatic, when it came out, I don't think was all that well received either. Like yeah. it didn't sell particularly well. Yeah, well. I think it was critically acclaimed, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a high selling album. And I think that when you had like Bad Boy releasing like hot stuff, Tupac releasing hot stuff, Nas, Jay Z, whatever releasing like. Hot material, right? Um, and then Wu Tang kind of comes out with this. I think that people expected like a something that single, they could bang,
0: like yeah, and, like a a joint
1: where you could memorize the chorus, right? And yeah, etc. And I think that you know Triumph has elements to that now because like that beat is just fire. Yeah. And it's um, not a, a but it's thing. like I think that this was an album that was really kind of like an introspective. Like this is an album that you're supposed to just sit with you and the album and just take it in and right. not necessarily like share amongst other folks. And I think that that's why, you know, as more people do that, as time kind of goes on, they have an appreciation for it. So that's kind of my take as to why I think that in retrospect, this album got a lot more praise than it did when it was released. That's fair. So, And
0: I also think, um, you know, another point about this album is, uh, you know, it's kind of like in the NBA where everybody kind of, the team gels and everybody's about a year away from free agency. So it's like, this is like the last opportunity where you get everybody. They're all kind of at their best, mm-hmm. you know, and, but they're, they they have not all gone away completely and done their own thing. Right. Like I think after this album is when, you know, everybody kind of started to do their own thing with the clan,
1: which is um, unfortunate.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of, you, you kind of see the demise of
1: what, what they were. Ghostface was the only one who had his, his head on right and said yeah. that I want Rizza to be the executive producer for my backup, or my, not backup, my sophomore LP. Yeah, we which is, it. which when that comes out, we will definitely, we when that, when it, that, it, when we hits 2000, yeah. we will definitely do a tribute for that one. As I think well. that, I think that might be my favorite Wu Tang album. That's fair. Yeah that's i don't have any issues with that (laughs) i think collectively that's one of our favorite albums uh between the two of us yeah so but uh i don't know that'll do it for me unless you have any other any other questions or talking points you want to discuss nothing specific
0: um i mean i don't know if you want to talk about capadonna you know kind of coming and being on this one and you know being less involved prior to it
1: um The only the only thing I could say is that I didn't understand Capadon at the time, but Rizzo saw something that I didn't. And now that I understand more about music, I mean, he's absolutely right. I mean, I I love Capadon. Yeah. So I mean, his Pillage album is dope. His feature on like anything he did with Ghostface and Raekwon is dope. His verse on uh, Supreme Clientele, like, is the most random piece of dopeness I might have ever heard. Like, it's so it's so abstract and just so like. Yeah. Um,
0: yo, but and also, um, Taquita. Whatever happened to this chick? She was all over this album.
1: Yeah, and there's another a woman who kind of was like in the same vein. I think her name was like Blue Raspberry. I want to say okay. she was the one who was on, um, uh, Cuban Link on the Cuban Link album. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I think these were these were women like the were, homies,
0: the homegirls around the way. Or,
1: you know what it kind of reminds me of? Uh, um, it re- reminds me of in the movie Ray when you know they want to find backup singers for him okay. and they mentioned this one woman he's like nah she's too smooth we need someone that's like raw okay. right and i feel like the 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 women the vocalists that they had feature on their tracks were just women that were like they were just there to provide some like soulness to it like they weren't meant mm-hmm. to be standalone talents they mm-hmm. were just meant there to be like supplemental you know, just for the music. um Are you sure? Because I
0: feel like I she remember might have had had a solo hearing
1: Taquita was gonna have
0: a single. Or yeah, something but I mean, after. it never happened though. Because Impossible was huge, right? Like, like yeah. in terms of on and the and the the canon of this album. But
1: what is she gonna? You know? What would she sing about? You know, she does yeah. not have the type of voice to me that would carry a solo album. Yeah, she's not gonna know. sing about anything uh, deep and sultry and romantic or whatever. I can't yeah. see that happening. So I just I just uh, pulled up the wiki here, right? It says
0: that like she poem. was a, she was an in house Wu Tang singer right. who uh, replaced oh, Blue she, Raspberry. She
1: is, no, wait, previously filed by Phil, no, okay. They're saying Oh, okay. So it are they two different people? Was, yeah, they're two okay, different okay, people.
0: Okay, um, yeah. And she was on "All That I Got" as you because Mary J. wasn't available. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So,
0: it seems like she did a lot of things for Woo. It's too bad things didn't didn't work out for her. But I guess she in two thousand and nine she had a six song EP.
1: Maybe I'll check it out. It's produced by the RZA. Might be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. I think that's that's cool. So anything else you want to? No, nah, we we'll, we we'll, we'll just wrap that up. Uh, once again, this is just our twenty year tribute to uh to Wu-Tang Forever my favorite uh group album from the Wu-Tang Clan um I think it's a classic so I'll leave it at that yeah we'll leave it at that peace peace